0: welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and my mission is to help get you into the best shape of your life, regardless of your age, so that you can show up in life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. I want to let you know that if you enjoy this podcast, I have additional free resources over at silveredgefree.com there you'll find my mini guides on nutrition, exercise and lifestyle. So feel free to head over there, scroll through the guides and download anything that looks helpful to you. Today we have another edition of the coach's corner, so no guest today, it's just me and we'll be back next week with our regular interview format. Here's what we're covering in today's episode. I start out talking about the importance of progressive overload and how to incorporate these principles into your exercise programming. And then I talk about being a salesman and what I'm selling and what you're buying. And I finish up by discussing a few articles that I read this week on technology and fitness. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Progressive Overload. One of the best ways I've come across to describe progressive overload is to tell the story of Milo of Croton. So, once upon a time, there was a young man named Milo from Croton, and he was born in ancient Greece during the 6th century BC, and he was the most revered wrestler of his time. He was a five-time Olympic champion, and his feats of strength were legendary. But, how did Milo get so strong and what can we learn from this ancient strongman? So the story goes that one day a calf was born near Milo and every day for 4 years Milo would lift the calf onto his shoulders and carry him until one day he was no longer carrying a calf but a 4-year-old full-grown bull. And in reflecting on this simple story a couple of things jump out as relevant and timeless strength training principles. Number one is that consistency is key. Milo carried his calf every day. Carrying the calf once a week or sporadically would not have worked nearly as well and eventually would have led to failure. But by being consistent, Milo's strength grew as his calf grew, which brings us nicely to our second point, and that is applying the principles of progressive overload. Milo's load got a little heavier every single day. His body was forced to adapt to these heavier loads. As the calf grew heavier over time, Milo's body grew stronger as a result. As we strive to get stronger or to improve a physical skill, we must put these two principles into practice. Consistency is often a matter of commitment and time management. When physical fitness and strength gains are a priority in our lives, we are more likely to make the time for consistent workouts. Progressive overload is the other half of the equation. If we are only consistent, but we never increase our workloads, our bodies won't adapt and get stronger. The human body is amazingly built for adaptation, but will always find stasis where possible. For example, a jogger who goes out for a three-mile run at the same pace every day may be fit but that jogger is not making any fitness gains. Likewise, the gym goer who hits the gym three days a week and repeats the exact same routines at the exact same weights every week might be strong, but he or she is not getting stronger. There are several ways that we can employ the principles of progressive overload. And here are three of the most common. Let's use the example of a lifter whose programming currently has them squatting 150 pounds for three sets of 10 repetitions three times a week. So the first thing we could do is we can increase the load. And this is the obvious one. We can simply add a little more weight to the bar. If your squats were three sets of 10 reps at 150 pounds last time, then we'll do 155 pounds in the next session. Number two is we could increase the repetitions. So instead of increasing the load this time, we might choose to increase the repetitions. So instead of three sets of 10, we might do three sets of 11. And a third and often overlooked way we can practice progressive overload is to decrease rest time between these sets. So this is an alternative strategy, but if we take our example, if our lifter rested 60 seconds between his sets of 10 last week, we might have him or her rest 45 seconds this week. Now, assumed within the principle of progressive overload is the concept of measurement. To apply these principles, we must track and measure our workouts. There are many ways to do this, from good old-fashioned notebook and pen to very highly sophisticated mobile phone apps. Choose whatever is most comfortable for you, but if you're not already doing this, start tracking your progress. I'm a salesman. I've been in sales most of my adult life. I spent 20 plus years as a technology salesman, selling networking, data center, cybersecurity, and cloud solutions to companies. I've learned to pitch my offerings in the best light possible, to describe how wonderful life will be for the company once they choose our company to sell and install their new, say, data center solution. I learned to compete with other companies and to boldly ask for the business after making my presentations. And I suppose I'm still doing that now, but instead of selling to corporations, I'm selling to individuals. To you, really. But there are some big differences. When I sold to corporations, the transaction was more or less business Emotion rarely entered into the equation. The person handing over the money, usually a CIO or a CFO, wasn't giving me their own personal money. Rather, they were entrusting me with a portion of their allotted IT budget. But now things are different, much different, both in what I'm selling and what you, the potential client, is buying. Let's start with what I'm selling. I suppose you could say that I'm selling coaching services. You know, things like exercise programming, check-in sessions, nutrition guides, meal plans, basically the nuts and bolts of coaching. And that's certainly a large part of what I'm selling, but those are really just table stakes. And I don't think that's really what you want to buy. I mean, you could find all of those things for free on the internet. What I'm really trying to sell is the possibility of a lifelong health transformation, of pain-free movement of creating a roadmap and a strategic plan from where you are now to where you want to be. In my mind, that's what you want to buy. The nutrition plans and exercise programming are simply the tools that we'll use to get you there. So going back to my corporate customers, they really didn't want to buy more servers or routers or software. That's just more crap for them to manage. What they really wanted to buy was a solution that would allow them to deliver their products and goods to their customers faster than their competitors so that they could gain market share and increase revenue. They didn't want to buy widgets. They wanted to buy solutions. The widgets were just the tools that helped get them where they wanted to go. And I think that same thing holds true with the coach client selling process you're probably less interested in my programming methodology and more interested in how I can help you get into the best shape of your life to help you feel strong and vital and confident as you age. And this is an emotional investment. Your hopes and desires, maybe even your insecurities and fears are on the line. And chances are you've invested in your health in the past and maybe even been burned. So, Speaking of investment, let's move from what I'm selling and what you're buying to what you're paying. And I'll start with this. My coaching services aren't inexpensive. I'm aware of that. My current offering is a highly individualized one-on-one coaching service, and all these services are specifically designed for you. My plan is in the future to have some online courses that will be available on demand at a much more reasonable price. But for now, I'm asking you to make a not insignificant financial investment, and I honor the fact that you are entrusting me with your hard-earned money. But here's the thing that's often lost. The financial investment is usually insignificant to what I'm really asking you to pay. I'm asking you to permanently shift your mindset and perspective to alter the way you perceive yourself and the world around you. I'm asking you to make healthy choices that honor your body and your spirit, and not just for a month or for six months or even a year, but for the rest of your life. I'm asking you to reconsider your relationship to food and exercise, to reconsider your relationship to your body, and ultimately to change your behaviors for the rest of your life. I'm asking you to make difficult choices, for the rest of your life. Now, this is way different than you giving me $200 and I help you lose 20 pounds in two months, and then we each go our own way. In that transaction, I helped you reach a temporary goal, but then what? If you haven't fundamentally changed in the ways that I just described, the chances are good that you'll gain your weight back. In fact, statistically speaking, you'll gain that weight back in a little extra to boot. And I don't want to be that kind of salesman. There's no shortage of those kinds of salesmen and saleswomen. And I don't mean to badmouth them. I just don't want to be them. In my corporate sales career, I had customers stay with me for 15 plus years. And I can promise you it wasn't because my widgets were better than my competitors widgets or because I was the cheapest. They stuck around because I understood the value proposition of our relationship. They paid me to help them transform to get from where they were to where they wanted to go. And that's the kind of relationship I want with my clients now. So if you're shopping for a personal trainer or a nutrition coach, ask yourself, what is it that you really want to buy? And then ask yourself if you're willing to pay the price. This just in. I've seen a few news stories this week relating to technology and strength training. It seems that the pandemic has spawned a new class of workout equipment commonly referred to as the smart home gym. So home gyms are certainly nothing new, but until recently they might have contained some weights and maybe a lonely treadmill or a neglected bike. But today there's a host of workout from home technologies led primarily by Peloton. In a case you've been living under a rock, Peloton is a company that specializes in at-home spin classes. They make high-end spin bikes. These start at about $1,500 and they go up from there, but their magic is in their online community. After you buy the bike, you'll shell out another $39 per month subscription fee. That comes out to about $468 a year in order to join this online Peloton community. In here, you can select what type of class you want, anything from short and intense to long and restorative and everything in between. And you can join your virtual friends in this online class experience. And the genius in this business model is that online community. Exercise bikes are nothing new. You can find them in many homes, usually relegated to furniture handy for hanging your laundry on. And it seems like the smart home gym space is exploding right now with many new players stepping into this market. And even old players like NordicTrack are offering internet-connected at-home workout solutions. NordicTrack's new offering is called the Fusion CS2. Lululemon is in this market with their offering called The Mirror, and the Amazon-backed company Tonal is touting itself as a, quote, revolutionary magnetic weight system paired with a bevy of world-class trainers, end quote. And now Peloton is stepping outside the cardio realm and is attacking the at-home resistance training market with their newest release, The Guide. The headline for the article I read states, Peloton launches Guide, a camera system for strength training. The article goes on to say that all you need is a TV to use their small AI-enabled device in order to use their guided strength programs for home. These devices will be available in early 2022, and the article says that the device will start at $495 and the subscription to their content library will cost $13 a month. The guide is meant to give users a virtual personal strength training experience that's suitable for a range of experience levels. Peloton says the guide is compatible with any weights, but of course they sell their own. And a quick check on their website shows that their dumbbells go from five pounds to 30 pounds. And I'll drop a link to this article as well as the others I'm getting ready to mention into the show notes, which you can find at silveredgefitness.com. Slash episode 88. And Peloton isn't the only smart home gym news story I saw in the news last week. I read an article titled, "Omorpho wants to make resistance training easier with its weighted workout clothing. So Amorpho is a new company started by a group of ex-Nike employees, and the basic gist of their offering is that traditional weight belts and vests are bulky and limit an athlete's full range of motion. So they've launched their new line of gravity sportswear, including shorts, leggings, vests, shirts, to offer greater resistance during workouts, but not at the expense of movement. The clothing line is not inexpensive. The shorts retail for two hundred bucks, and the short sleeve t-shirt goes for about one hundred and seventy five dollars. The clothing uses what the company calls micro load spheres, which are little dots across the garments, and it's not too dissimilar to Michael B. Jordan's torso in the Black Panther. Now, another interesting article in the same vein I read last week is titled Ladder Closes $6.5 million in Seed Funding to Deliver Complete Strength Training Programs for Busy Millennial Professionals. So Ladder is a fitness app that claims that they are, quote, built for people who are motivated to maintain a consistent training routine but don't have the time or the expertise to plan their own workouts each day, end quote. And that's a lot of investor money into a fitness app. But with serious fitness influencers like Ben Greenfield on board, it will be very interesting to see just how far this fitness app space can grow. And I'd love to know what you think about this movement towards virtual home gym workouts. As an over 50 crowd, what do you think about all this technology? The pandemic has changed many things and it's certainly left its mark on the traditional gyms. And many folks who left their gyms or saw their gyms shut down are not returning, but rather they're choosing to work out at home. Is this a temporary fad or is this our new reality? Leave your thoughts and comments at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 88. Okay. That's our show for today, folks. I'll put the links to everything we talked about in the show notes, which you can find again over at silveredgefitness.com episode 88. And don't forget to check out silveredgefree.com for more great free resources on how to live your healthiest, strongest life after 50. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. You can always leave a comment on this episode page or feel free to email me with any comments or questions from today's show. You can send emails to coach at silveredgefitness.com. I want to thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I'll be back next week with my regular interview format, but that's it for today. So until next time, stay strong.